Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 117. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about your time. Are you making the most of each moment? If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com. Recently, I've been sharing an education leaders reflection series, and I've been focusing each time on a specific area that I believe educators need to grow. And I've talked about things like your health. I've talked about things like your influence. And this week, I want to talk about your time. And whenever I talk about time, I often think about the word balance, which is a popular word among lots of life coaches and leadership authors. But as important as that word is, I want you to think about the fact that life is messy. And sometimes you face unexpected challenges in your health or relationships or finances. And when you look at your own condition, no matter how exhilarating or depressing, your first response needs to be to give yourself some grace, the same kind that you would extend to others whom you love. So keep these two ideas in mind. Number one, you need to invest in what matters if you're going to keep growing. Number two, you need to be patient with yourself and others along the journey. So this week, as I talk about your time, please don't let it overwhelm you. I just simply want to add some perspective to the way you manage your own as I'm still learning to manage mine. But first, let me ask you this question. What are the goals you've set for your time? Several years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who was 20 years younger than I am, and he and his wife were establishing their life after college. They'd just become parents. His small business was beginning to grow. And as we were reflecting together, I was telling him my own memories of being his age, how my wife and I had lived on one income, paid college debts with the second, how we had saved up to buy our first home, how we had our first baby. And as I celebrated his journey and reminisced about my own, he looked at me and asked a very honest question. Well, he said, what goals have you set for yourself now? And when he asked that question, I paused for a moment and then answered as honestly as I could. Well, I said, I think my biggest goal right now is to simply survive. Now, I answered that question honestly because at the time, as I was leading a growing family, as I was an assistant principal, I was simply trying to survive. But over the next several days and weeks, my response began to haunt me. And I came back to that conversation in my mind after listening to a podcast interview with an author named Robert Smith, who wrote a book called 20,000 Days and Counting, The Crash Course for Mastering Your Life Right Now. And in the book, Robert realizes that at age 55, he had lived 20,000 days. Now, if you look at your life from that perspective, and realize that you are blessed with a certain amount of days on this earth. Let's say you live to be 75 years old. You have approximately 27,375 days. On my next birthday, I'll be 50, which means that I'll have reached 18,250 days of living. And if I make it to 75, that means I have approximately 9,000 days to go, which means I have lived the vast majority of my life now. How can I maximize the time that I have left? And how can you, if you're doing the math in your head right now, how can you make the most of your hours and days and minutes? Because we can either make the most of our time or we can look back with regret on our moments lost. And I'm, I believe we'll all look back with some regret, no matter how well we manage our time, because we're not perfect. So without overwhelming you with guilt, I, I just want to ask you to think about some takeaways 
on how to manage time so that you might make more out of each day as a school leader. If you want to see some research that supports that time management for school leaders can affect school outcomes, I'm going to link to some research in my show notes by the Center for Education Policy Analysis, a report called Principal Time Management Skills, Explaining Patterns in Principal Time Use and Effectiveness. And you can see that there. It shows how principals increasing their focus on time management can increase instructional leadership and student outcomes. But here are six specific ways that I want to reflect on from my own experience, not again as prescriptions, but just suggestions of ways that might help you. Number one, stop wasting time. Now, I'm going to just highlight what I think are some of the biggest time wasters that affect my time and may affect yours. Number one, social media. It's a time sucker. If you're checking yours throughout the day, then set a time limit. Otherwise, you can find your precious minutes wasted by randomly scrolling through photos and feeds and other chatter. So limit your time in front of screens. Number two, all screens, whether it's TVs, computers, your smartphone, if you're spending more time in front of those screens than interacting with people, then you're most likely not building relationships. And I know sometimes we have to spend time in front of screens to work, but you'll never hear someone say on their deathbed they wish they had spent more time online. Three, emails. Set a timer, whether it's 20 or 30 minutes or whatever works for you, but set a timer for your email and respond to as many as you can in that set time. For those emails that require thoughtful follow-up for later, then tag them accordingly or delegate them to someone on your team who can follow up. Keep your calendar handy when you're reading emails so that you can jot down when you have required meetings or dates. If it's possible, call someone or see them face-to-face. If an email reveals heightened emotion, don't waste lots of time writing emotional responses. Read email quickly and then move on to other to-dos after your time is up. Four, driving or commuting time. Take advantage of this time if you drive or commute to do something productive like listening to the news, maybe catching up on your sports, maybe podcast or audiobooks, or if you love to sing, let it rip. But by all means, don't drive angry or just vent while you're driving. Use that time to decompress and use it wisely. Five, school events and activities. Now, school leaders spend a lot of time at events. So let me just say this, and I know districts range on their policies, but don't feel pressured to stay till the end of every event that your school holds, especially if you have another trustworthy adult who can manage a game or activity. And take advantage of some of the downtimes that you have to do other tasks. For instance, people ask me a lot, how could I find time to write a book when I was an assistant principal and principal? And the answer was I learned to combine my tasks. I carried my laptop with me to away games during tournaments or in between times or when I was catching a meal before a game, I would often take advantage of that time to write. Something I enjoyed and something that helped me publish two books. Number two, in my tips. So number one was stop wasting time. Number two, set boundaries. You can say no to requests. And I know it's hard, but if you have taken time to schedule what matters in advance, and I'll talk about that next, then you should always know that your time is committed in advance. It's also important that you train others to help you set boundaries. So let me give you one quick example. In my office area, I trained my secretary to protect my time. So if a parent or someone called outside the school, she knew what questions to ask to see whether or not the call should go to me or a teacher or a counselor or someone else. And most often, the person they needed to talk to was someone other than me. Now, this saved me hours of time each week because she set boundaries for who I should and should not speak to. And the same rule applies throughout each day and week. So learn to politely say no when your plate is already too full 
and stop adding more to it by setting boundaries. Number three, schedule what matters. Now, I know you probably already keep a detailed calendar, but let me just make some suggestions on creating scheduling in advance. During the summer, I would divide my teachers into groups and decide which classrooms I would spend time in each week for formal observations before this school year ever began. Now, this meant that I still walked through my school to do walkthroughs, but it also meant that every week, two or three teachers knew in advance that I would be spending an entire classroom period with them. And by setting those teachers on my calendar in advance for those targeted weeks, I could reach out to each of them the week before to coordinate the best day and time to be in their classroom. And because I prioritized whose rooms I would be in for every week, then everything else had to fit around those times. If you're going to be an instructional leader, you have to be in classrooms. Now, this same strategy works for other things, emergency drills, team meetings, student assemblies, district admin meetings. And yes, emergency situations will derail your best made plans, but you can often keep those moments in perspective when you've already committed yourself ahead of time to the task that you know are what's best for the overall school outcomes. And if you end up missing a meeting, it's already on your calendar, then you reprioritize it for the next available time. So number three, schedule what matters in advance. Number four, use tools to save time. Now, tools can be physical or digital, and I have found both helpful. First, I suggest a physical location for paper, like going through your letters or paperwork or mail. Each day, I would begin my day in my front office going through my inbox, the mail that had come in the evening before, and I would go through letters to either see, sign, or trash. So with every article you pick up that's physical, paper, figure out where it needs to go. It's either going to go in the trash, it's either going to go back in the mail with a response, or it's going to go to something, a place for filing, or it's going to go on to, forwarded to another team member. So when it comes to your physical space, have it organized so that you can cover tasks quickly. Next, when it comes to digital tools, think about some things that are time savers. I love Google Docs and I love Google Forms. My office team and I would often keep our duty rosters, master schedules, emergency drills, observation schedules, and team meetings on our Google Docs. And that way we could all share them among each other and edit them as needed. And the same thing would happen for Google Forms. Great ways to collect data and surveys from multiple sources at one time that we could feed into a spreadsheet when necessary. Now, I also suggest a digital calendar share with your teammates. That way they can see what's on your calendar and you can know what's on theirs. We use Google calendars across our entire school for scheduling parent meetings and individual education plan meetings. At the end of every school year, I would use Google Docs with my seniors who were going to give speeches at, at the graduation ceremonies so that we could edit those and compare those together before then. And I have other friends or colleagues who use things like Evernote, Outlook, Todoist apps, and I'll link to those in the show notes. So number four, use some tools to save yourself time. Number five, prioritize and tackle accordingly. Now, let me say this about prioritization. I often hear admins who step from the classroom to the office say they never knew that they would not be able to get through all of their to-dos. And I'm not sure how many of them really got through their to-dos as teachers, but there is a common reality that school leaders face. You will always have more on your list than you can accomplish in a day. So you have to learn to prioritize. That means that you set meetings and classroom visits on your calendar in advance so that you're an instructional leader. At the same time, you have to manage crisis and emergencies as they come up. So keep those competing demands in perspective with what's on your calendar and be flexible as needed. But also learn to chunk your tasks. What I mean by that is on a given day, you may want to complete, let's say, two formal observations 
and work on a report. And then you've got meetings, for instance, with teachers or parents. So chunk your time, just like students have periods throughout the day, you need to chunk your time. So maybe let's say you've got some students that you need to see for discipline referrals. Try to do that in the morning. First thing, have that scheduled before the day begins, have their passes made out before they even show up to school so that you can see them all, resolve the issues, call parents and move on. Throughout the day, try to be in the hallways during passing periods. That way you see the most people throughout the entire day. As you walk your building on your way to an observation, stop by as many rooms as you can on your way there so that you're doing walkthroughs on your way to a formal observation. Schedule a block of time during the day for yourself to finish a report. It's okay to schedule a meeting with you. And then any non-emergency or emails or phone calls, they can wait until kids and students are gone so that you have quiet time to make and return phone calls if possible. And then finally, feed throughout your day moments of celebration. So as you're walking through all of those moments, take time to snap photos of kids doing great things or teachers that are being awesome. And then send those out on shout outs through your social media apps. So no matter how hard you work, you're not going to finish all your tasks. But as you chunk your tasks together throughout the day, you're prioritizing what's most important in impacting the culture and the learning and the climate of your school. And as you do so, you're moving your school in a positive direction, accomplishing what you can. Now, my last point is this. Number six, schedule time for what inspires you. Recently, I was reading an article in Inc.com by Brian Adams called How Google's 20% Rule Can Make You More Productive and Energetic. And you've probably heard about Google's commitment as a company to allow their employees to use 20% of their time on creative Google-related passion projects. And as a result, they've created some amazing things for the company and they have high employee engagement. Now, this looks different for every person, but I think this is a good suggestion for school leaders too. At what point throughout your day are you stopping to recharge your batteries? What are some things that match your passions and skill sets that you can work on that would be improvements for your school? Now, I'll use my own experience as an example. Because I love to write and create, every week I would try to think of some way that I could be displaying student or teacher success, maybe with social media shares or through a video promotional or through a blog post. And sometimes at the end of the day, I would just ask myself this question. What is one step that I've taken today to move a needle in one degree towards a more positive direction for my school? So that might mean that I end the day by sending an encouraging email to a coworker or posting a kudos email out to teachers or celebrating a student organization or maybe taking 20 minutes and just writing reflectively about my day. Now, I don't know what that looks like for you, but think about the things you love to do. What re-energizes you? And how can you commit to time of inspiration so that you have more energy to give back to your school? So let's wrap this up. You've probably begun to do the math yourself for how many days you've lived on the 20,000 day scale. But when I think about the time that I've lived and I think about the conversation that I had with my friend about his first 20 something years, it's easy to sometimes feel guilty when you don't feel like you've accomplished much. But then at the same time, it's encouraging to realize that we can take some small steps to try to master our time better. And over the past five years from that conversation that I had with my friend, I've been able to reach some of the professional and personal goals that I've had because I've been more focused on my time management. So let me ask you, what are some of the goals that you've been setting for yourself today and for this coming year? Maybe they're physical, maybe they're relational, maybe they're professional, but whatever they are, 
You can't accomplish those goals until you manage your time to do it. So what are some small steps that you can be taking to guide your days toward more productivity? So now it's your turn. How can you be committed going forward to not wasting time on time-sucking activities, setting realistic boundaries, scheduling time for what matters, using smart tools for scheduling, prioritizing and chunking your time, and allowing yourself some time for inspiration? Because when you do, then you can give yourself a head start on making every day count. Now, I hope that's helpful and not overwhelming. And I guarantee you, I do not do those things perfectly. But would you join me in practicing better time management so that we can look back at our lives and celebrate the ways that we've made our time count, not just for ourselves, but for our schools and our communities and for the future of our students. If this has been helpful for you, then please share it out with others. You can find my other post at my website at williamdparker.com. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on social media, Twitter at WilliamDP, Instagram at William underscore D underscore Parker, or you can always connect with me through email at my email address, will at williamdparker.com. Until next time, I hope that you have a fantastic day. If you're listening to this at the time of its recording, I hope that you're enjoying your summer and I hope that you continue to do what matters. I'll talk to you soon.